Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. And this week, we're bringing on our first ever guest of the show, Yentl Lega. Yentl is a registered dietitian and a stress therapist in Central Florida, and she shares some really helpful mental health content on her site, You Unfolded. We actually connected a few years ago in the Orlando blogger community, and I always love tuning into her live and learns. Um, she has some really helpful, practical tips on her social media and on her site. So I thought Yentl would be the perfect guest to bring on this time as we're all still adjusting to this strange new normal. And it really is a strange time. I think a lot of people are struggling through a global pandemic. So we talk about that mind-body connection and how to maintain your physical and mental health when you're adjusting to a new normal. After this interview, Yentl shared a few other helpful resources with me. So I've linked those in the show notes along with some ways you can get in touch. Yentl also recently contributed to a blogger collaboration that I ran on my site earlier this summer, and it was about how to get through quarantine. So I've linked that as well in the show notes. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. Hi, Yentl. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great, Valerie. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Now, before we dive in, for anyone that doesn't know you, um, would you care to introduce yourself? Tell us a little about you. Absolutely. Well, first, thank you for having me. <laughs> and I am Yanko Lega, a holistic dietitian and stress therapist, specifically for women with chronic disease, chronic conditions. I help them reach remission with holistic nutrition. That's awesome. Can you tell us about your wellness journey and how you got into the wellness world? Did you know you always wanted to do the holistic approach? I love that question <laughs> because I actually um, did not know that I wanted to go into nutrition um, or even I didn't even think about the whole holistic approach to begin with. My first love is psychology. and it, it, I got attracted to that because I did experience um, depression at a very young age and something that I just never was able to speak to anybody about or just didn't know how to because, you know, when I think about it, I was a child, so I really didn't know how to express what I was feeling. I felt very alone and... Um, I came to find out later on as well that my family, there's a history of depression and uh, suicide in my family. So I really developed a passion towards being able to help those that feel alone and feel as though they aren't able to obtain that help or don't know where to go to get that help or don't feel supported or understood. So I started off with psychology and I had in my head from the beginning, I'm going to get my PhD and be a psychologist. And I knew that was a long road. So my second love 
was food <laughs> and more food than nutrition because um, I loved watching the Food Network and I enjoy being able to explore different flavors and trying just different dishes and I saw that there was a major for nutrition and dietetics at the school that I was going to go for psychology <laughs> and I said well you know this is something I could do on the side to pay for graduate school because I knew that was a must to go towards the route that I wanted to go to um, and little did I know that I was going to fall in love so much with um, with food <laughs> and nutrition, really just more so um, dietetics, because dietetics is where you learn about the different diets that can help with um, different chronic conditions that are that help to treat different chronic conditions. So it's not dieting. It's it's really you know for certain people there are certain ways to eat that can help you feel better and stay healthy. So I was so enamored by that, and I figured you know what this is awesome. I I, I didn't even know there was a track to be a dietitian. So <laughs> once I you know became a dietitian, I saw the need of also incorporating um, the importance of mental health and I saw how those two things were so connected in so many ways because if you um, if you're depressed you're not you know your your eating habits are going to be affected and even vice versa I saw how if your eating habits um, how your eating habits can also affect your mental health it can also uh, lead to you know if you're having deficiencies it can lead to symptoms of depression. So it was so interesting to see the connection. And that's when I decided, when it finally clicked to me that I want to go into the field to treat the whole person, that it's, you know, we're not just the physical, there's also a psychological aspect to us, um, as well as our soul. I do believe that we do have um, that third aspect to us as well. Absolutely. And I think um, that mind-body connection, that, you know, that's something a lot of people don't think about, that your mental and physical health are so related to one another. Right now, we're in a time of major transition. You know, we're faced with a global pandemic that none of us, I think, saw coming a year ago. Um, what do you think people are struggling with most right now as far as their health goes? Yes, that I what I get a lot because I do work um, remotely. I do work from home full time, and I see patients. Well, not see, but I talk to patients every day. And what the number one concern that they're all having really is that lack of social interaction, um, that being with people physically. You know, we 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 have the Zoom, you know, calls and the video chats and all of that, that made things great and still help in many ways. But even with all of that, what the number one thing that, that people are struggling with most is just seeing other people less. Absolutely. And I know you've talked a lot about physical distancing versus social distancing and 
um, some of the social isolation that people are dealing with. What can people be doing right now to stay connected during this time and maybe not feel so lonely? Yeah, I love that question because, yes, I, I mentioned earlier the Zoom chats and um, another time I had suggested the um, Marco Polo app, which is a really fun app that um, you you can send a video to someone and they can watch it, you know, when on their own time and then send the video back to you on their own time. So, you know, if the whole meeting up through a, a particular time on Zoom doesn't work. There's also Marco Polo where you can kind of keep in touch with people that way. But the other thing too is to try to get a little bit more creative and work around the precautions that we have because that's one of the things that, you know, it's physical distancing. You know, it's we do have to maintain, you know, the six feet apart and wear our masks. That doesn't mean that we cannot see each other. Doesn't mean that we have to completely disconnect. I I know of friends that have met up at parks. You know, they'll wear their mask, walk around the park, um, and kind of spend some time together that way. And others have gone to pick up food from their favorite restaurants. You know, if they don't feel comfortable you know, going in and sitting in the restaurant, pick up the food from a restaurant and go you know, again, with your friend or family member to a park, do a picnic um, and see each other that way. So there there are thankfully more creative ways, I guess, and not just creative, but it does kind of bring you back to nature a little bit <laughs> and slows you down a little bit more, you know, as opposed to just always just relying on texting each other, you know, it's now it's we're seeing the value more of you know maybe giving each other a little video call you know even if it's a few for a few minutes and kind of going outdoors and spending time together that way yeah I'm really loving this outdoor time I know right now in um, central Florida it's a little hot but I've been connecting with friends I might not normally on little hikes and just getting outside has been you know, I feel physically better, you know, you're getting some exercise, you're getting some sunshine, but you're also getting some time together. And um, so I really love that. And I think picking up food from a restaurant, even if you don't feel that comfortable, um, I know that doing curbside pickup lately, it's just giving me a little bit more sense of normalcy, because I think we're not going to feel quote unquote normal for such a long time. And Mm -hmm. so I think those are really great suggestions to help people feel a lot less isolated right now, because it really is an isolating time when you think about it. Now, because of all this transition and uncertainty, aside from social connection, what are some things that people could do to feel better right away if they're feeling down? Yes, I am a huge proponent of mindfulness and being present. And I've been suggesting multiple times recently um, to do grounding techniques. And what grounding techniques are, they're used a lot for, for people undergoing anxiety um, or, you know, if they feel like they're about to have a panic attack or even people... Uh, suffering from PTSD, these grounding techniques, they help you to not only to breathe and focus on the present, but they 
they stop those ruminating thoughts, you know, like that snowball effect that we get with our thoughts, or we think of like the worst case scenario of things. And that's kind of like the state that a lot of us are, are, are in because there's so much uncertainty, just like you said. And because of that uncertainty, we, our, our mind just doesn't know where to go. And it just, it does go to that snowball effect or those ruminating thoughts. So it's using different grounding te techniques. Like for example, there's one um, that you, where you focus on the five senses. So, you know, you try to stop and name, you know, five things that you can see, uh, four things that you can hear, three, three things that you can smell, two things that you can touch, and, and maybe one thing that you, you taste. And kind of focusing, that helps you to just focus on the now, and it stops those, those feelings of unrest that we get from just thinking of things that just haven't happened or these worrying thoughts that just make us feel on edge. It takes us away from that edge <laughs> and just kind of like, you know, sit, you're not there, you know, you're not at that edge, you know, you're, you're here now. Absolutely. I really love that advice. I'm going to have to do some of those grounding techniques myself. You know, even when you handle the stress well, I mean, it'll hit, I, I talk to a lot of people, it hits them different times and in different ways. And to think about, yeah, those five things that you can see or hear, that really does, you know, kind of help you reset. So I absolutely love that technique. Now, a lot of people are working from home these days. And it's, not like a usual work from home situation. They may not have necessarily been equipped for it before, but maybe their company sent them home. So it's a new type of work environment. And I think for a lot of people as well, it can be hard to shut things off at the end of the work day. So what would you say are some of the best ways to be managing stress right now while working from home and, you know, kind of combating some of that digital fatigue as well? Yes. Well, uh, first, definitely having boundaries and setting a routine for yourself. I know that that's a major one as well, because when we are commuting, we do already have a schedule because we know, okay, I have to leave by this time to be able to arrive by this time. And we kind of already calculate and, you know, the traffic into there. And then while we're at work, there is, already a set schedule from what time to what time you're there. And sometimes you even take lunch at around the same time each day. And, you know, you clock out at the same time. Again, you come home, you kind of have your routine also from there because, you know, okay, once I get home, it's this time. And, you know, we have a routine usually. So what does throw a lot of us off is when we're working from home, we are not you know, calculating, having to calculate commuting time or anything like that. And sometimes <laughs> I did this when I first started working from home too. So no judgments here. It will just literally roll out of bed and, you know, just a few minutes before we have to start work and we're still in our pajamas. We like didn't even, you know, eat breakfast or anything. We're just... <laughs> We're just sitting there and we, before we realized that we spent the whole day in our pajamas and um, you don't have this, this routine. And that 
that again, like gives you what you've mentioned, the digital fatigue is you're not having a set time where you're disconnecting or taking a break or, you know, even stopping to eat or, or even putting like having your mind and body ready to start working. So it feels like the hours of the day and the minutes of the day just all mesh together. So, you know, first and foremost is to set a routine for yourself. And the second part that is also so important is communication. To communicate, you know, you're working from home. If, if there's certain aspects of working from home, especially if you uh, have others at home, you know, like the mamas and daddies with the kiddos at, you know, doing homeschooling and, um, or you're just, you know, you just have other things going on at home that may interfere, definitely communicate those things to your bosses, you know, communicate, you know, what, what are some of the struggles that you may be having. And you might be surprised how, you know, they will respond and how they will work with you. So I know there's, there's a few jobs and bosses out there that are not very flexible or understanding, but honestly, for the most part, especially if, if you're, if you're someone who was working in an office and now you have, you know, the ability to continue working from home, that, that in and of itself shows you that they are, you know, caring for their employees. Like you are an important part of their company. So that's one of the things I say, communicate, communicate to your bosses. You know, if you're having any difficulties, communicate with your families as well. Um, if you need to communicate with the teachers, if you, you know, if you're having trouble juggling homeschooling for your kids and juggling your own work, communicate that with the teachers as well. I mean, communicate, communicate, communicate. I can't say that enough. It's so important. Yeah, I think I think you're, you know, you really hit the nail on the head with that. You know, so many people right now, I mean, we're all in the same boat. And I think people are more understanding of the situation right now and the fact that things aren't necessarily normal and that we're all kind of adjusting. And I think, you know, the teachers and our bosses and our coworkers are going to understand now more than ever. So I think that's really great advice. Now, you, you touched a little bit on this with the routines and maybe eating at different times or not necessarily eating or, you know, people have been talking a lot about gaining the quarantine 15 or the COVID 15 or the COVID 19. But I think, you know, not being in a routine, um, you know, makes it a little bit harder to focus on our physical health. Um, what suggestions do you have for staying physically healthy during this time? Yes. I mean, first is that the, the routine is that is going to help so much in having your body and your, your mind have a balance. You know, we, we're very routine creatures and we even have like the circadian rhythms. I mean, it's all part of routine. So if you set certain times for your meals and, you know, if you have to set a timer, I've been there before where my life was crazy busy, where I wouldn't even realize I was hungry until it was way late in the day. You know, I, I had to set timers for to remind me to eat. I mean, if you have to do that, set those timers 
to remind you to eat, but also to stay physically healthy, I, I always say too is um, use what you have and do what you can because, and, and start where you are because, you know, it's with exercise. I know that um, anytime any one of us hears the word exercise, we all think of different things. And most of the time we kind of sigh. We're like, oh, exercise <laughs> you know it's, it never is one of those things like yay I'm gonna exercise <laughs> like it's it's one of those things that we're like oh yeah that's right I need to exercise uh, do again do what you can use what you have and start where you're at I mean it, use I've been using for a long time YouTube videos I have not been to a gym in ages <laughs> ages so um you know the YouTube videos and start small do like 10 minutes a day you know if you if you give yourself a goal where when you think about it you think i can do that then you will stick to it so do that don't don't you know over over stretch yourself where you're thinking oh i want to do hit training for 45 minutes you know <laughs> like <laughs> You know what you we we're all having a hard time in dealing with a lot of different things and you don't want to put added stress you don't want to add more to your plate pun intended <laughs> so um yeah it, it's you know starting small doing just you know a, a few minutes a day of of some movement whether it's stretching or um or you know, walking. I mean, you know, walking is even if you have to walk indoors <laughs> for two minutes. I mean, uh, those small things would, are definitely going to help you to build endurance. You know, release endorphins, help you feel better, release release any stress, any tension. Um, so just my my advice is always like start start small and be great, not grateful, but be proud of even those few minutes because they, they have, it's more than what you were doing before. Right. So, <laughs> yes. I love that advice. I think, I think for so many of us, you know, starting a new workout routine, um, you know, can feel really overwhelming and you're thinking you need to go every day for, X amount of time, but I think to start small and to kind of do what's going to be accessible for you is really the right way to do it and to have it stick. So that's um, really great advice. Now you are um, you are a professional in this field. Um, when should people consider talking to a professional, and what types of resources can you offer for them? This is such a great great question, um, especially because when it when it comes to your mental health um you don't have to have something wrong or even with your physical health as well you don't have to have something wrong to speak to to someone to speak to a professional because you're not going there to be fixed you're going there to build an understanding of you know who you are your your perspective your narrative your experiences and that's where i would say that you know if 
if you have things that you know no one else knows about that you want to talk to somebody about then reach out reach out to to a professional um, because they, they're going to be someone who's in a neutral space and they're going to be someone who only will know your narrative you know and that way it gives them a better perspective of what your narrative is you know as, as opposed to you know with friends and family not to say that it's not helpful to talk with friends and family many times you know it is and that's and that helps us get through um but when it comes to certain things you know our our friends and family are have a certain idea of things too they're 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 coming in also with their own perspective so sometimes we just need someone who's who's neutral um who would hear us out and help us build a better understanding of us of ourselves absolutely and um now you offer one-to-one counseling for people um can you talk a little bit about that Yes, so I um, offer a one-to-one counseling with women who are experiencing symptoms and flare-ups with chronic conditions or autoimmune disorders. And so I work with them to, again, hear their narrative and, and as well as you know see where they're at um, to help them find what will be um, the steps to get them to reach remission to no longer have those flare-ups, flare-ups, and this would be through nutrition, as well as through stress management. Because stress is a major factor in um, inflammation and co- and causing our chronic conditions. Well, not our, but chronic conditions. If you do have chronic conditions and autoimmune conditions, it, it can cause those flare-ups as well. So. Um, that's how I work with, and it's with women um, one-on-one. Well, that's awesome. Now, you also have a blog. That's actually how we originally connected called You Unfolded. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where your blog came from and what readers can expect to find? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for this question. It brought me back because my blog, what it is now, is not what it was when it first started. <laughs> So um, when I first started the blog, it, it was more to be more of a creative outlet for myself. Um, actually, my husband was the one who encouraged me to start a blog. I had never thought of doing such a thing before. Um, and he did encourage me to, to, to do so because he saw you know, how much I love to write and, um, and to teach. Um, so I started off with it being a creative outlet for me, and then quickly, I, very quickly, I realized, you know what, I I like to still help people through through this. Like I I don't want to just express um, myself just to express myself, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, if, you know, I do want to help um, others along the way as well, and so you unfolded originally started with me unfolding the different aspects of my life so unfolding my creative side and also um, getting to know who I was 
through writing and through that creative side as well. Um, but now You Unfolded is about helping others do that, unfold what, what health really is for them because everybody is unique and I don't believe in a one size fits all. So I, that's my motto now that, you know, it's, it's about unfolding your, your true self. I mean, not to sound so cliche, but (laughs) but yeah. Well, I love that. And I think you have some really incredible content on there. So we will definitely link that in the show notes. Now we are going to kick off some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Our first rapid fire question. What is your top wellness tip? Do you. Do you. I love that. (laughs) Where is your favorite travel destination? Assuming we could travel. Right. (laughs) I've only been there once, but fell completely in love and definitely plan to go back. And that's Italy. Oh, Italy is beautiful. I would love to go back. Um, Where in Italy did you go? Uh, We went to um, the top places, I guess, that everybody goes to there first. (laughs) So we went to Rome. We went to Milan and Florence and um, Venice and um, where the pizza. (laughs) I was going to say where the tower of pizza is. Well, pizza. There's a reason they're the, you know, the top places to visit. Um, That's awesome. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? A dog, hands down. (laughs) (laughs) Especially one that's in a household where they're loved and maybe a little bit spoiled. (laughs) Yes. Because they just have the best life. They have, like, no worries in the world. Like, their mission in life is to make sure that their, you know, their favorite humans are happy and safe and they just effortlessly bring so much joy and happiness to those around them just with their presence. (laughs) Yes, I couldn't agree more. I always say that if I were an animal, I'd want to be my parents' dogs because of how spoiled (laughs) You get great food, watch TV, go for walks, um, you know, get spoiled, can do whatever they want. It's the life. That's awesome. Now, this wouldn't be quarantine if I didn't ask, what is your number one favorite show to binge? The Office. I have watched... The Office. Well, my husband and I have watched The Office already, I believe, three times, and we're on our fourth time already of watching it. And it just, it never gets old. I feel like it's funnier each time yes. we watch it. <laughs> There's something new you pick up every time. I'm a big Office binger myself. <laughs> it was a great choice in show. Yeah. And on a similar note, what is your favorite quarantine activity? Oh, that one, again, full full disclosure, I've been working from home for six years now. So um, I do got to say I, I, my, my routine was stayed pretty much the same. Um, even once 
quarantine happened, and I guess we're still in it. Um, so I don't know if I would really call this a quarantine activity, but just recently, my husband and I, um, we, we started getting into gardening, and um, we planted a mango tree a couple weeks ago, and we're trying to grow um, an avocado tree from the seed. <laughs> so we're, we're really getting into that. That's amazing. We'll have to offline on um, on some of the gardening. I'm trying to bring my succulents back to life now. <laughs> but um, that no, sounds incredible. Geek out on that later. <laughs> yes. Well, before I let you go, um, tell everyone how they can find you. Yeah, so um, best place would be on my website. That's youunfolded.com. And um, on my social media channels, I'm Yentl Lega, at Yentl Lega. So that's on Instagram, Pinterest. I'm even on Twitter <laughs> and um, Facebook. So, um, you know, wherever you like to hang out, you most likely will find me there. And I also have a, a YouTube channel. Um, it's also Yentl, at Yentl Lega. So um, wherever you feel comfortable, um, you can meet me there. Sounds great. And we will link all of those in the show notes. Yentl, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to seeing more of your live and learns and seeing more of what you're up to. Thank you so much for having me, Valerie. And I look forward to you know hearing more of your podcasts in the future. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think Yentl shared some really powerful tips that all of us can incorporate into our own lives. I know for me personally, mindfulness can be a huge struggle, so I'm really excited to try out some of these grounding techniques that she mentioned so that I can center myself when life gets a little stressful. I have trouble kind of staying in the moment and being present, and I'm really excited to see how that goes. So I've linked all of Yentl's information in the show notes, including a link to her free discovery chats. And I've linked a few additional resources that she shared with me after we stopped recording. So you can get virtual counseling through Talkspace and BetterHelp. And if you're looking for free support groups, online or virtual, you can visit the National Alliance of Mental Illness as well. And that is linked in the show notes too. Now, if you liked this episode, please rate, review, subscribe so that others can find the podcast and be sure to share it with a friend. See you soon.